Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Benny Florentino. Right on. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here. And then uh, we're going to say a quick uh, little ad today, uh, a live one, because uh, we're going to go down to the ACC tournament on March 2nd. It starts at, let me pull up the email. Uh, it starts at, sorry guys. I think 6 a.m. Check-ins a little earlier. You can check out their Instagram. It's going to be on Angler Clothing uh, on Instagram. Angler Clothing, I, I don't know what the rest of it is, but you guys can find it out. We'll probably post something up. We'll be down there. We're going to do a live. Well, it's not really live. It's going to be an interview, but we'll post it up the next day. It might be two different interviews because depending on what people are down there, uh, we'll probably interview them. And then we'll be interviewing the uh, winners, uh, seeing you know what they used. It's uh, Tournament starts at 7 a.m. Ends at 2 p.m. Check-in is at 6 a.m. Award ceremonies at 2.30. Uh, I mean, there's cash prizes. There's a youth division, so that's cool. You can bring your kids down there. And uh, we'll have shirts for sale and some of Justin's artwork probably for a really good price. So, again, check it out. Angler Clothing uh, Spotty Tournament, and it's going to be at Shelter Island. So, thanks again, guys. Check us out, and you can help support the podcast by getting some shirts. We still do have some shirts available. If you guys want to purchase them, just DM me. And uh, let's start with the podcast now. <laughs> right on. So there's so many questions to ask, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask away. Again, thanks for having me on on the podcast. I, uh, what you guys are doing is, is great. And it's uh, open, you know, from what it sounds like, it's open to a lot of different uh, people talking about fishing. Yeah, we really appreciate you saying that, man. And like I said, you're uh, one of the guys we wanted to get on because you kind of been here when it started. Yeah. You know, like when it all uh, came about. So let's talk about how you got into fishing, like when you were small. Well, so I was born in 1958, just to give you a general <laughs> idea where I'm at. Um, so I grew up in the um, uh, late 60s, 70s, and we used to ride our bikes down to, it's still called Holiday Harbor in San Pedro, but it wasn't as big. Uh-huh. And they would actually let you fish off the docks and never never hassle you. So we used to pull piling crabs off the uh off the pilings and fish for uh, rubber lip perch, any kind of thing that would bite. And then in, that would be in the winter. In the summertime, we'd go back in the docks around the corner from 22nd Street. And they, again, they wouldn't bother you. 
and fish bonita with splashers and feathers. <laughs> and again, this is all by bike. So we used to ride, and we were about 10, maybe maybe 11. How far were you riding down? Uh, well, I grew up in Wilmington. My dad was in the Navy. Uh-huh. So um, we rode from Wilmington to San Pedro, which you know back then didn't seem like a long Long ways. And then we would ride to Redondo to the bubble <laughs> oh, hole man. on our bike. Yeah, it was good stuff. That's back when you could do stuff like that. You can stay out from, you yeah. know, sun up to sun down and not worry about, and your parents not worry exactly. as long as you're home from dinner when the <laughs> sun went down in summer, you know, and uh, you were okay. So we'd go there and fish, you know, the, the Bonita yellows. And the funny thing is we'd, uh, we'd get like a, a, a three wheeler with a rack on the back. And take gunny sacks of Bonita back and sell them to, you know, our community. A lot of them are Filipinos, so they were all over that, you know. So we would we would yeah. crush them. But, you know, basically just like any kid, you know, summertime, sometimes in the winter, but a lot of summertime in between baseball because we played seasonal sports, you yeah. know, baseball, football. You were playing a lot of sports then, huh, too? Yeah, yeah, you know, because I was a kid. Back then it was all simple, you know, yeah. it was real simple, you know, yeah. 70s, fun time of life, you know. Um, there was not a lot of a real crime <laughs> and there wasn't you know everything was simple you know um, yeah no abduction no no and- none of that i mean there may have been but yeah, nothing but you didn't hear it the worst part of the you know the area was beacon street in san pedro if the, you guys who grew up in the day you know beacon street wasn't you know small homeless community a lot of drunks but uh, nothing like nowadays uh but that's how it started was that then i went from there i fished um you know we got wind of going on the the party boat so we'd fish out of 22nd street Pier Point, when it was Pier Point down in San mm-hmm. Pedro, which is now, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but that's where the Triton and uh, Gale Forest launch. Okay. And then Redondo, a lot of Redondo. Um, so we saw a lot of the, you know, we fished anything from Calicos to Bonita, whatever, whatever. So you, know. you did a lot of your fishing, like a... You and Ben Seacrest are kind of same age, correct? Yeah, we're we're exactly the same age. So you fact, guys grew up on the different side of the town. We we grew up kind of together when we were young, like fifteen. We both surfed on the same surf team. Oh, cool! Unity man. surf team. Yeah, yeah. He was he would surf the avenues with Greg Stotesbury because so, I knew those guys. Yeah, so Ben and I go a long. Long That's way back. Awesome. So and both of you guys are kind of the OGs, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we just, it was just a, like I said, a fun time of life where you just, you kind of knew everybody, you got along with everybody yeah. and, uh, everybody was kind of bros. There was no real animosity. And then I found out that they did what they did. But my early days, like especially fishing, uh, the party boats, uh, fishing out of the city of Redondo one, one summer. And this is when Worm King started to come out. Maybe late seventies, early eighties. I I could be wow. wrong about, but it's yeah. it was it was a long time ago. I was <laughs> maybe just out of high school. Maybe it was a seven, uh, late seventies, seventy seven, something like that. Uh-huh. I graduated high school in seventy seven. So uh, half day, I was you know fishing anchovy for bass up at up at pa- Palos Verdes, and this guy goes, "Hey kid, try one of these things out." You don't have to change your bait, you know, and I go, <laughs> you know, I was fishing with a pen squitter and like a, a, I don't remember the rod, maybe it was a Sabre 196L. It was uh-huh. a big buggy whip. It was good for throwing uh, chovies, so I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. And so fish were boiling. I was like, whoa, this is this is good stuff, you know. <laughs> so that's where was my first um, kind of initiation in fishing artificials. We always surfed the surface iron, you know. Surface iron was always, always there. Um, but the plastics thing was, you know, was, was where it started. And so. that's when it took off for you kind of like, for me, yeah. you're like, Hey, this is something different. For right. Me. Right. Then I knew Benny and Greg and, and those guys were into that fishing, the plastic stuff's on the beach. And then, you know, I, I'd go on the party boat, strictly fish, 
surface iron and plastics okay. all the time. If I knew they were catching bass, I was going on the party boats and yeah. doing that. And I think I got a skiff. Uh, Matt was maybe, I want to say seven. So that was what, your first skiff you got? Yeah. So what year was that? He was born in 84, 7, 91? 91? Yeah, yeah okay. I got a 17-footer. And, what uh, size engine did it have? Pardon me? What size engine? Uh, it was a 115 Suzuki that broke all the time. <laughs> I put so much money. I think I put more money into that motor than the whole boat when I first bought oh the thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just... That's how it, it goes, though, right? It's learning, you know. <laughs> and um, I didn't have that but a year. But I fished a lot of... Uh, bass with that but when i got my kencraft my 18 because at the time benny and barry brighton were were with the kencraft down in san diego mm-hmm. um i i got a deal on one for an 18 footer and that thing went everywhere really I mean, it it was had a 115 motor um and uh, we went to clemente santa barbara pv <laughs> heck i even took it to mexico when they did a lot of the western outdoor news tournaments down there yeah uh, and that thing caught a lot of fish a lot of my PBs at the time, a lot of really? nine, nine and eights, yeah, local, wow. local, and at the island, mm-hmm. a lot of yellowtail, um, <laughs> uh, quite a few sea bass, you know, because I had fish bait still, but if I was fishing calicos, uh, it was mainly surface iron or plastics, just dedicated fishing yeah, artificials, definitely, yeah. yep, wow, and so you're probably what at that time, how old were you when you were fishing? Nine, started getting really serious. Ninety one. It was. I was probably about thirty really seriously into it because mm-hmm. i just turned 60 so that's 30 years uh yeah about okay. about that i was about 30 and um you know that led to the to the um kencraft and then we went to the skeeter i had a 22 skeeter that fished everywhere too i mean i yeah. i fished that thing everywhere were um, you doing fresh water at this time too um not really not really it wasn't until 2007 when i when i transferred to open a restaurant up in uh, arroyo grande San I Luis love Bill- uh, Arroyo Grande, man. Uh, uh. There's a, there's a, my friend Dennis lives up there. Mm-hmm. I played in bands with him. Mm-hmm. There's a pizza place there that I love. I forgot the name of it, but they make the pizza with the uh, fettuccine sauce on it. Oh, yeah. I don't know the name yeah. of it, but I loved it, man. There's there. a couple of good ones up there. Yeah. Um, but when I first moved up there, here's the, here's the best. When I first moved up there, we were at the time selling our house. So I had seven months where I lived in a hotel. <laughs> so the hotel scene was, my boat was parked in the back with yeah. the cover on it, electrical hookup, water hookup, yeah. the whole thing. They had me set up real good. My hotel room had, at the time, I started with uh, 10 performance custom freshwater rods uh-huh. and all Shimano gear. And then I had some Kamaras. Uh-huh. I had about 20 tackle boxes with freshwater tackle. Oh, my God. That's not even my saltwater <laughs> stuff because it was still at home. Yeah. And then I had uh, about five or six cases of beer. <laughs> And six bottles of rum and a couple of bottles of wine always stocked in there the room because people always came up or just visit or oh, had yeah. managers meetings and it'd be in my I was in a suite so yeah. and the company put picked me put me up for like I said close to seven months till my house sold so wow and I lived basically I was fifteen minutes from Lopez Lake so wow. I dedicated my I go I'm going to learn this lake inside and out and I didn't catch much the first like I said about the first year uh-huh. I mean literally I just watched video. And learned and learned and just tried to apply and tried to learn a technique. And I 
Starley finally catching. So you're a complete opposite where you kind of learned freshwater later on down the line. Yeah. You know, I mean, got serious oh, yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah. Usually that, the crossover is the other yeah, way. Yeah. That's, that's super cool, man. Like yeah. a, a little different uh, outlook, especially <laughs> changing your gear up, ladder line, you know, stuff like that. A lot of the stuff was uh, very crossover. And of course, I, I use saltwater techniques to the freshwater mm -hmm. just because you know there's no rules in fishing exactly. right the idea is to to catch uh -huh. right so uh, i applied a lot of the saltwater uh techniques to that i mean i'm throwing a, a three-quarter ounce uh war swim jig on a five inch <laughs> uh hammer in in uh a toast so i'm fishing basically yeah. a, a, a low and slow bait for for sand bass and calico bass for largemouth yeah and biggest fish i got it was over seven Wow. That day I caught nice. two over seven and I caught a nine six on a crank. Oh. I was on them that wow. day. Wow. That's what's your biggest? Is that your biggest? Nine, nine six on a crank. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. But I would be going up to Tackle Warehouse at the time and buying like 20 pieces at a time, <laughs> you know, because you lose a lot in I'm the trees. Different and stuff. The, I'm sure yeah. you're probably like, whatever, yeah. let's try the new thing. Yeah. They're like, dude, what, what is with the uh, pearl white fat free shad suspending? I go, this stuff bites. Around Thanksgiving, because yeah. all that shad's in deeper water, uh -huh. and they're on that uh, lay downs. It goes, really? I go, <laughs> look at this one. Look at this one. This is like a week after Thanksgiving. I had like four over six, yeah. a seven. Wow. Um, they just and I'd see them at the ramp. Goes, check these guys out, and they'd go, come on. And I'd be in my bay boat, you know, twenty two foot bay boat with yeah. a hand controlled troll motor, and sometimes I'd take a surface iron out there, yeah. wax, just weird stuff, just because I was just fishing. Just seeing, trying stuff, having fun. That and just, just you know, fishing. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think to, to, to keep yourself, uh, you know, in the game, you got to fish, whether yep. it's freshwater, saltwater, whatever it may be. And, and any any way to do it is freshwater fishing because <laughs> you got to really be on that yeah. and be willing to change like in a minute's notice. So, I mean, I had my thing set up where I'd have, you know, 10 rods on one oh side of the deck. Five, I was, and then on the <laughs> rod locker, I have like, you know, it was, it was pretty pretty silly but you know it, it's a need you know and i i originally had a a fish finder on the bow and i'll never need this thing and i go shit i gotta get another one because i need one up there on the bow you know and you know how important it is that i had to, mine but stupid me when i ordered the uh new trolling motor i got mm -hmm. the uh terra nova i forgot terra nova one. yeah doesn't have you need to buy the transducer on it oh right or right, you right. rig it up the guy from um the trolling motor doctor said yeah. you could rig it up this way and i'm like i don't a lot of wires, yeah. a lot of... And I'm like, dude, it's going to get tangled. And I'm like, I'll just... Next trolling motor, I'll right. get the transducer. Right. Or... Yeah, it's a it's a must. So, you know, I that's I, that's my freshwater gig. We went to Diamond Valley a few times. I've been to Paris. I've been to, um, uh, you know, I forget the other lake, that small one that's in between. Skinner? Paris. Skinner. Okay. Yeah, and I like that lake a lot. That's a fun lake, too. It to is, yeah. Out. Like, I want to... I've only been there probably like about five or six times right but i'm like man this summer i could probably take the kids let them barbecue and stuff go fishing a little take take yeah. turns and it's they have good stripers there they Stri have, but, yeah and the bass fishing i mean i caught like a couple of sixes in there one yeah, day on jerk bait yeah. yeah so and i know guys have caught bigger ones when mm -hmm. you put the time in um but yeah i mean i've been there a few times and it's but it's you know it's a hell of a long drive. <laughs> yeah, traffic. That, that's yeah, you're the talking big... two and a half, three hours. Sometimes like really to go catch green bass. I only caught three today. <laughs> when you roll to the and catch like maybe fifteen spotties. You that's know? that's the first thing my wife said. So I would go with my boat. She's like, "How many catch?" I'm like, "One." How big was it? <laughs> Not big on a drop shot. I guess right. That's what I did. Then I started fishing here, and she's like, 
how is it possible you caught 30 fish and you go to the lake and catch one? I'm right. Like, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like even my sons, like I could take them and they're entertained the whole time. Right. You know, compared to lake. We went to Idaho and we caught a lot of, they don't fish mm-hmm. where I was at. They didn't really fish largemouth. Mm-hmm. So it was all trout in the lakes and it was a small lake. And we, I taught my kid at oldest how to drop shot. Uh, it was fun, man. I love, uh, Freshwater, but like you said, it's getting the, the drive out there. Yeah. Having yeah. kids and a family, it's like, dude, it's yeah. a lot of work. It is, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it all depends what you want out of your fishing experience, exactly. you know. And that's why I fished a lot by myself before work, after work, you mm-hmm. know, living up there on my own for a little while, then coming home on the weekends and fishing, you know, some days I'd. I'd, you know, come there the night before, fish Clemente all day till dark and drive back to Royal Grande the same day. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wa- crazy. Water in the eyes, <laughs> Red Bull, five hour, you oh, know, man. you just, you just power That's a through. nice drive too. It's like, what, uh, like a five hour drive at least? Right? Yeah. On a bad day. Yeah. yeah. On a good day, three and a half. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But still three and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot after yeah. a long trip. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Were you guiding at that time too? Uh, 2012 when I left the company, I started then. The guiding. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so 2012, I've been doing it since 2012. Mm-hmm. It was basically Jimmy Decker and myself. And, um, I don't think anybody, oh, Von Podmore, who does the, the fly gig, but yeah, it's we're basi- trying to get him on to, uh, but he's real busy. Same thing. He's- Finding the guys to get on is they're busy and I, I get it. Yeah. Like, uh, Justin, I know Justin Reynolds is, is real busy. I've hit mm-hmm. him up too. And these guys got, I understand. You right. Know? Yeah. They can't be that busy. Weather's bad, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, <who> <laughs> but still, um, so there was only a couple of us doing it, and Jimmy would, and I would talk pretty much every day. I mean, yeah. every day. Hey, what's happening? What are you doing today? We should probably meet in the circle. And, you know, that 2012, 13 was a little slower for me, and then 14 was the breakout year when the yellows were biting. You know, as we were busy every day, from February to October. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. Because you can go out and catch, you know, a handful of yellows and go in and catch, you know, a handful of calicos and call it a day. Yeah. And people were just jacked. They were morally jacked because they hook like six or seven of them be done, you know. <laughs> they, were, they didn't want to have any more. And, you know, all that yeah. was done on, on artificial surface iron. Yeah. So it was phenomenal. Did you get any any of that stuff? No. Oh, man. Stuff was I phenomenal. still haven't caught a yellow tail. <laughs> oh, man. I'm waiting. Uh, uh, I've caught, I've recently, I caught a really nice uh, calico. I saw that up in PV yeah. about three weeks ago. Yeah, the one. Yeah, three weeks ago I caught on PV. Then I caught a seven uh-huh. locally. Oh wow! Thanks to uh, Jeff Leafson giving me some pointers. Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still. I like I said, I've caught my biggest off the beach. Is right, eight. You right. know, I've never caught anything that big. White sea bass off the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm still yeah. learning. Like I need to get away from just. Uh, like I've talked to Eric Bent and people. Yep. I'll throw the gulp shad because I love throwing it and I'll catch fish. Right. But then I got to go stop. Put that down, learn something else because it's like having your confidence, yeah. big, you know, and you're like, I know I'm going to catch fish on this, you know, yeah. and I'm sure listening to all the guys that come on the show and talk, everybody likes to do it their way. You know, I'm in the business for me. My goal is for people to catch. So I'm going to use every, exactly. every pattern, every technique there's got to be. I mean, in my, my, my boat, I have a ton of different baits and, you know, um, you know, some guys just dislike throwing the A-rig. Last year, it accounted for an 8.6, a 7.8, a 7.2. I got a 9.6, um, you know, 
I don't know how many over six. Wow. I don't know how many on over five on the A ring. Wow. And a lot of guys don't like to throw it because, because, expensive. you know, it's one of those things, you know, <laughs> For um, me, it's expensive. Yeah. I lost, it, I lost one. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, it you works. know, the results, it yeah. works. You know, we had one kid catch like 18 pounds on, on an A-rig. Oh, my You know, gosh. one was over seven. He had a, you know, it's so, you know, to say not to do anything, you know, like recently we've been throwing the, uh, not recently, but over the last year or so, I've been fishing the Ned rig in the bay. Okay. Um, um, That's been pretty popular, too. Look, like on Instagram, you see a lot of people fishing yeah, Ned rigs. Yeah, we've been fishing them. I've been fishing... Uh, Jackal's yammy fish with a, a haddock. Uh, no, no, it's a um, lead master lead head because it's it's durable. It's basically a lead head and squid head, but it's got a shorter shank and it's it's just How durable. How heavy is that? Three eighths, really? eighth, yeah. So okay. it's the right size. It gets down there and it stays down there. And you know, it's it's just like a tube bait. It spins down there. You lift it. It's it it does this does exactly, the deal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we caught sand bass over six. Wow. You know, spotties over three, two. A lot of calicos on the sink, so it's it's been a good good bait that I've been fishing. We're fishing on spinning gear, which a lot of guys don't like fishing. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, we're, I'm fishing it. Uh, and a, you're, you're, this is the different thing is you're you're guiding. So some guys, what if they can't cast a, you know, a bait caster? It it takes some time to learn how to do that. That's you know? the first question. And <laughs> when I don't know anybody, the yeah. first question is. Uh, do you prefer spin gear or cast gear? You know, and there's been an instance where that goes, Oh yeah, cast. I go, okay. You bring the casting gear, but I always, if I don't know Just anybody, I stash <laughs> four sets in the rod locker yeah. and it goes, Oh, I've never seen that cast it goes, although those other ones will work. I go, okay, perfect. <laughs> not to embarrass them, you know? I mean, no, not at all. You know what I mean? But you want to make sure people get on fish, right? I, you know, I want them to catch, yeah. you know, catching is the name of the game and, and you know when when you're guiding, it's 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 about that. It's about that. So definitely, and uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So you've been doing it for since 2012. Yeah, great. So we're like seven years in. So. That's great, dude. Yeah. And let's talk about. So you did a lot of tournaments too. Yeah, I did. I've been doing tournaments for for a long time. You know, I back in the Western Outdoor News days. I mean, back then we didn't have many choices to fish tournaments you'd have three a year mm-hmm. and that was it yeah um so we'd fish them all you know we'd fish we go down to ensenada and fish them we come up here and fish them so whatever there was and then when uh, eric and um um uh, and james started the swba it's like wow what another another great event you have one every other month or i think they had them yeah, every other month then they went once a month uh, I go, wow, this is going to be good stuff. Yeah. So um, that was that was fantastic. Did you fish against Matt in those? Oh, yeah, lots. Isn't that yeah, awesome? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's awesome until he wins. He gets to come home and go, hey, Dad, who, who won today? <laughs> oh, no, no. Be, be, you know, you know, again. Are being you guys a, competitive when you fish, messing around and stuff? Uh, no. No. No, I, I'm not. No. I mean, you know, I think in, inside we're always competitive, but – you know, for me being a dad and watching your son fish, I think that's it's still whether he was three or yeah. or, or thirty four, <laughs> you always want. That. I mean, I put Matt on his PB. Oh, there you uh, go, hey, up in PV. Well, let's set the record straight right now, guys. Matt, you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows. Hey, that day we caught dad, three fish. Dad put it on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> we caught three fish that day, and I was bummed. You know, he got he got that nine one first thing in the morning. Wow, on a what weedless bait on a weedless, yeah, and wow. Robert. Uh, on a already dead, I think I think that's that's what it was, mm-hmm. and it was in an area that either bites or it don't bite. Yeah, and that day he got we got one fish out of it, it was a nine one freaking monster. Huge. Yeah, yeah, and it was in the spring. So, 
Um, yeah, three fish. I caught I caught two that were like twelve inches, and he got the nine one. I was like, God, what day sucked? He goes, what are you talking about? I got a nine one. My PB today. It's all good. <laughs> so you know, I, I you lose perspective sometimes of of how your days goes, and it happens a lot when I'm guiding. You know, you'll 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 like walk off with like ten bash. You're like, hey man, I know it was a tough day. Go. We well, just don't catch anything. This was good. And I caught a four pounder. I go, yeah, put it in perspective. <laughs> so I have to really kind of feel it out. You know, it's like, God, the other day we caught like 40 in here, you know? What's so. the, have you ever not caught? No, not yet. That's awesome. The least amount I caught was two. Okay. And this day was, oh, we went to Santa Barbara Island. Rough. Yo, oh, Santa Barbara Island for two, two bass, came to Catalina for nothing, went to PV for nothing, and two bass all day. That was like the toughest day. Were they this small or were they decent? No, they're like I don't know, a couple six, pounds. sixteen inches. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're real. I mean, it wasn't what you expect. Um, so, but you, you got it. I mean, th- what time of the year was it? Was it like a? It was summer. Uh, oh wow! It just <laughs> yeah. turned off. Huh? I mean, I don't know what the deal is. I, you know, it's one of my regular guys, Sam on, and I was like, dude, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And then when we got the cat, we were inside Johnson's watching my buddy Dave Valadez fishing with his other buddy. They were there for a couple of days and they're roping them on the fly. And we're sitting there having lunch, <laughs> watching them and like, shit, this, it ain't going to happen. They're on red crab. They're eating yeah. little baits. And yeah. So we sat there and ate lunch, watch them. So let's just get out of here. It's always fun though, to be out on the boat and driving around though too. You know, yeah, if sure. you're working, it's <laughs> stressing out. Huh? You're it's, probably like, damn, it's like going to a gig and half your stuff doesn't work. Right. You're like, what the hell? Oh, that happened to me. Did it really? Ballast point. We're oh, going to do it again. Oh, that's oh right. it happened. When I went there, I'm sweating my ass off trying to set up everything. Right. And then we're done. And, you know, they, they're real nice. I've got beers. And then I'm like playing it back. I'm like, Matt Moyer's fucking track isn't here. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude. So I don't know what happened. I think I lost it. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And you're stressed out once you start getting yeah. deeper into it. You're kind of like... How's the day looking, man? And, you know? and that's me. I I stress out about it more than anything. I mean, I'm, you know, then I go into quiet mode and like, you know. <laughs> Not talking to anyone. <laughs> yeah. It's like fishing a tournament every day because no, you got to find fish. And, and when your fish run out, then you got to find a new area. I mean, I've driven as far south as the pipe in Newport all the way up to Santa Monica one day. Oh, man. And I've done Santa Barbara, Catalina, PV, the Inner Harbor one day. You know, oh, be, just to find biters, but yeah. you know that's that's my program. You know, and uh, I like to put my guests on on fish, and if it don't happen, well, I mean, at least I tried. Yeah, <laughs> burned a lot of fuel. Have but, you got what are some cool bycatches people have got where you completely didn't expect it, and um, like, and you know you shock the hell out of them. That that's probably cool to see is when these guys that maybe don't get to catch big fish and they get on a big one, you get to experience something that. Well, Not a lot of people get experience a lot. You so there's been see. three fish over ten pounds caught caught with me. Okay, three, and those are just from people that just are like to fish for fun, like aren't hardcore dudes. No, they're not hardcore That's dudes. What's the, cool, the first man. one was um, uh, Doctor Wang and his son Garrett. First time they've been out with me, we get on a really good bite of a PV. We even had like wide open yellowfin croaker. It's biting. It's biting yeah. spinnerbait fish. Yeah, weedless fish. He gets like a six pounder. We're, we're already, we're all good. I roll up to Rocky. We get in this area, start biting a little bit. And then it's like, go uh, uh, Wang gets on this like incredible one. And, uh, I go, oh, she goes, I'm stuck. I go, no, there's a fish there. <laughs> and I go, oh shit. And I, I, I freak out. I'm waking up. He goes, all right. I go, don't do it. He goes, I'm not going to do anything until you tell me to do it. 
All right. So just keep a bend in the rod. I net yeah. that thing, throw them in the boat. And I never net fish. Um, that's just me. And I never bounce, I never bounce fish. Um, just because that's me. And so I reach down, uh, get that thing out of the net and I just put the, put it under the net cause he had kelp, lift that thing. I go, oh shit, that thing's like 11, 12. And I put it on the, uh, on the boga. Uh-huh. It's like over 10, like 10 and a half, over 10 wow. and a half. I go, we'll call it 10 and a quarter and call it a day. I mean, it's well over 10. That's so that was nice. the first 10 on, on, uh, on, um, on the boat. And then, uh, I get one in October of 2014 his was caught in august and i caught one in october of 14 and then the 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 last one came two years ago at san clemente on a swim bait uh this guy jake who's never he's fished on a party boat summertime they got small bass with live bait and stuff Uh and same with wang first time with me never fish artificials always fish bait first time gets 10 pounder wow um so jake gets one It, it was a really good morning we whacked him uh-huh. Fish up to seven pounds. It was wide open, three to six pound, classic Clemente, biting the wax wing like you would surface iron wax <laughs> wing. Any of that moved fast, they were coming up, eating it 10 at a time. And he goes, hey, you mind if I throw this? It's a swim bait, mm-hmm. right? Um, five and a half inch swim bait. Yeah, sure. Go for it, man. They're eating everything. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. He casts out there, let it sink. And, and next thing you know, he's like, God, I think I'm stuck. I go, lift up your rod tip. Rod tip starts, oh, man. you know, just just bouncing i go oh, i think you're on a fish i go oh he's got a kind of got that big black that's over here because there's a really big black sea bass yeah. in that area um and i he starts bringing up bringing up i go oh shit that thing's freaking much <laughs> you know same deal never really did it brought it up it's a 10 10 and a half it was bouncing over 11 so he called it 10 and a half yeah. you know so those were the three mine was with actually with justin reynolds and jeff uh-huh. rogers it was um with Jeff Rogers' trip, and I was just kind of kicking it, you know. You're going to fish? Oh, maybe I'll throw a jig out, you know. Yeah. Um, hooked a few bass, and I hooked that giant. And I was getting ready to just actually just swing it, yeah. get it on the boat. And Jesse goes, don't! Jeff, Rod, Jeff, grab the net! Grab the net. I go, I look over, oh, he's probably about nine. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Reynolds is just, just freaking. He goes, dude, that thing's like 11, 10, easy 10. Yeah. Get up on the boat, put on boat. It's like 10 and a half. Close to 11, wow. and I will call it 10, 10, 4. That's nice. That was my PB. <laughs> I think that's second one. But, yeah, definitely. But anyways, but those are pretty exciting times when you see people get, I mean, I had a kid get one over seven, you know, had um, uh, uh, John John Milburn from uh, Arizona last year, you know, freshwater kid, high school, get one, you know, seven, six on Probably. an A-rig. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, man. I mean, just, it, it. that's what's gratifying for me. Um, just watching people catch, hey, four pounder, kids getting <laughs> ten, you know, I mean, um, uh, ten fish in a day, and they're just stoked, you know. Do you um, get a lot of people that are interested in fishing calico? They're like, they, they see it on the internet, or they might not live around here, like you said, Arizona or some. Um, I I have people from Florida, Texas, uh, Wisconsin. Everybody's on YouTube. They see that they they're coming out to California. Um, you know, the one thing about our fishery, which I think we take for granted a lot of times, calico bass are only caught from realistically caught from northern Baja to the islands, you know, any of the outer islands mm-hmm. to northern California up to Santa Barbara and again the outer islands, and that's it anywhere in the world. Yeah. That's it. You can't catch like a largemouth you can catch anywhere on the world. Yeah. Uh peacock bass you can catch anywhere on the world. Trout you can pretty much catch. Uh bonefish even, you can catch them all over. Um, 
you can't catch those. So they become kind of like, um, like bucket list fish for a lot of anglers. And, uh, and you know, they're out here, they want to fish bass and they know how, how hard it is to get to our lakes and it's tough. They want to catch calico bass and, uh, you know, they, let's face it, they pull hard, exciting. Yeah, definitely. You can catch them a lot of different patterns. Um, and you know, we all, I have the vehicle for them to go fishing, but yeah, you get a lot of people from all That's over. That's cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, you get a lot of uh, large mouth guys. Even, even do you ever take like some pros out and they go, damn? I mean, yeah, my experience is, you know, I've had Brent Ayler out, I've had uh-huh. Aaron Martins, I've had, uh, uh, you know, I did the Mike Iaconelli show like way back when, uh, and then I've had Marcus Sakura. He's a, a, a FLW pro. Um, you know, and just a number of different people out that's been in the freshwater. Do you get a, do you get a, uh, them come kind of like see the difference or are they, they're like, wow. Oh, I didn't the, know they, I didn't know Calico's pulled like this. Or, the big difference is, uh, <laughs> they swing on every freaking bite <laughs> and the bait comes in, especially fishing weedless. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the Japanese guys, uh, the freshwater guys from Japan, that's pretty common, but that's, that's, you know, that's how their bites are. Uh, they, you know, they wait for the fish to eat it and then won't, then swing for the fence to drive the hook Yeah, where, you know, our bass eat the bait and come right at you and they're basically baits down their throats. Yeah. So, um, that's the only difference, but yeah, they, they'll, they'll hook one, you know, two pounder go, Oh, this is a giant. I go, oh, it's probably about two pounds. <laughs> they get up and they go, really? I go, they pull hard, wait till a big one eats it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And when they do get one, um, I had a, a guy from Florida, he got one over seven, um, just, just killed them, you know? Yeah. Just because that was an A-rig fish too. Yeah. So is that kind of your go-to if you get slow A-rig? Yeah. It's a good locator bait. Yeah. You catch numbers, you catch, you can catch big ones. I mean, the day I caught that nine, nine, six last summer, <clears throat> um, I had a four pounder on it and, uh, uh, had a couple of bites and then that, that thing just doubled over. Yeah. It was yeah. a good fish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I haven't caught a nine pounder in about a year or so. So wow, I know it's <laughs> I know it sounds like I haven't caught it, uh, but you know my best year was 2016 where I caught five over nine. Wow, yeah, that's that was great. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, local or at the islands? Uh, a little of both, really. Yeah, a little of both. Catalina, Clemente, um, and local. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I think I caught two local, and the rest were spread out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, since you've been a boat owner for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got some uh, good boat stories. Um, yeah. Besides not putting the plug in and going all the way to Catalina, watching your bills overflow. Oh. Yeah, that's been that's oh, been man. happening. You know, um, no. Um, I mean, I think one of the worst things that's happened was, you know, uh, my my new Skeeter. It was January first. Uh, the troll motor flying off the bow and just hanging there. Oh my but that's gosh. happened three times on that boat. No way. Yeah, one time uh, was a Dana Point tournament. We ran from Dana Point all the way to um, um, basically Rats Beach at Torrance. So, you know, if you know that area, uh-huh. if anybody knows that run, it's a long run. Yeah. Um, and coming back, you know, I was like pressed for time. And so I had it had it pegged and the trolling motor was bouncing. It, it was basically broken <laughs> off the hinge. And we had it roped down and tied, and I ended up throwing it in the rod locker because I had nowhere else to put it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, nothing really too major, um, you know, other than a ball socket breaking and filling with water. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, that's but, still, I'm sure you've had a lot of little experiences where you're out so much. 
You're out a lot. I mean, how many days a week are you probably out? Um, you know, obviously right now with the weather, it's been tough. But, you know, on any given day, you know, December was great. 20 days. November wow, was 18, yeah, 19. October was really good. I think I had like 26 days. September was phenomenal. I mean, obviously from right after Fred Hall through, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Yeah, that's You know, nice. this is generally the slow time. Um, all my contractual obligations have been paid up for, <laughs> so I'm good. You know, I mean, I get, and I do some programs to, to get some money in like the prepay, prepay program that a lot of the guests take advantage of where they get a hundred dollars off. Oh, that's, they that's they awesome. prepay for a trip, yeah. you know, cause it gets me through the cold months. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, slow times, it's just, it's just putting together, you know, your tackle, organizing, um, um, figuring out your boat and, yeah. you know, getting all that stuff done. Definitely. So. Um, how long have you been fishing for Shimano for? Um, I've been involved with them probably about 15, 16 wow. years. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, it's it's like yeah, like anything. I, I'm pretty loyal to the – I mean, before that, I've always fished the product. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody – they try to get you on that, well, isn't this better? I go, you know, everybody makes good stuff now. Yeah. You know, if you buy a Samsung, uh, a, what, uh, <laughs> yeah. an iPhone, it's yeah. all good stuff. It just depends what you like. You know, yeah. some guys like GMC, some like Chevys, some yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's depends what you like and you know, what you can, what you can do. Um, I try not to get involved with that. You know, why is this plastic better than this plastic? Uh, I don't know. It works better <laughs> on this day versus that day. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, cause, uh, but I've been with Shimano for about that, maybe longer, um, I've been a um a, I was with a pro staff to start in the early early days and you know pro staff again uh what people have to remember what pro staff because I get the question how do you how do I get what you got well it don't <laughs> it don't come easy you know all Oliver and I and I had this kind of great conversation about it when when we were out fishing it's 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 not somebody hands you it's not on a silver platter it's it's none of that again I'm sixty and and I'm I'm through my third boat with Ranger Mercury. So, um, it's, it's not something that it gets handed to you. You got to put the time in, you got to do the right thing. You know, that devil, that, that social media, that was my next question. (laughs) That social media devil (laughs) has ruined a lot of young talent over the years, which is too bad. Uh, when they should just put your nose down and just, just do your deal. Um, things, things happen, you know, I mean, word, word gets out, uh, tournaments help. But is that the is that the breaking point for a lot of companies? No, loyalty is huge. Yeah, it's like a marriage. You know, I mean, I can't see where a guy spends you know twenty grand on a wedding and is divorced six months later. <sighs> um, if it, you know, I don't know. That's just again, that's just me. No, definitely, um, that's a good point. That was my next question. Is like how how have you seen? Uh, I kind of just came up with this when I had uh, Jimmy Decker and Ben mm-hmm. Seacrest and Eric Alanis Fine. Mm-hmm. I said, so how do you guys think uh, social media effect affected fishing? I mean, over the last God, well, Instagram's been big like, right. with fishing for right. what, maybe five years, four years, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's really affected the fishing industry and uh, the pressure? Maybe I mean, I could see. It. I feel like fishing is. A, popular maybe because i'm into yeah. it a lot more now but i yeah. feel like it's gotten a lot more popular a lot of salty crew shirts yeah and a lot of I, I think it's it's been good and it's been bad it depends um i mean for those that get paid for doing their deal then my you know more power to them mm-hmm. um for those that have ruined their lives over the deal hey that's that's the road you take you know you just gotta pick and choose um 
you know, for example, I get the question, why do you do Instagram and not Facebook? And for me, Facebook is more um, a personal thing. It's our family. If you ever notice some of my, my Facebook things, it's a lot of it just has to do with family, yeah. kids, you know, fun stuff. Instagram is like my business um, account. So I'll post a lot of fishing, you know, um, deals on there. And uh, But yeah, it's either been really good or really bad. I think if you take it constructively... Like the learning, the learning, you know, all the information like like Eric does his Navionics and, and his BD Outdoors once a week thing on fishing. Yeah. Take that. I mean, he, he doesn't hold any punches. It's about inform <laughs> it's it's about informing it yeah. you know, uh the anglers about what to do. Take that, you know, for what it's worth. Um some o- others, you know, I mean, they're out there obviously to make a few bucks and and, and to turn hero status. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um so more power to them because, you know, if you're doing it for the right thing, great. You know, I mean, I, I get criticized because I have to mention, you know, what rod, what this, what that. But, you know, that's my support group. That's just me, and that's why I do it on Instagram. But they that's help. that's your your living. Yes, it so is. So that's what – I get it. You know, yeah. who shouldn't? Like I said, when I have people on, tell everyone who you're sponsored by. Absolutely. Thing. You know, like that's what we do because yeah. that's your living, man. That's, that, that's my know. support group. So, you know, I mean uh, – I mean, if I really had to mention my wife every day, then I would mention because she's like huge. But I, that she, she knows that that goes to say. Um, um, but I, I think it, it, people have used it a lot for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And you know, hey, look at me, look at me. Uh, when you go to, I went to ICAST last year, and I've been there for the last couple of years, hanging out with my son at AFCO, and and it's amazing how many of those young guys are coming up with their little portfolios and going hey this is me i did this i did this and oh it's really like, it's it's pretty uh, incredible what you see um, even at even at fred hall sometimes when guys are approaching marketing people you see it i'm sure i i went to the my first show this weekend ever oh the, P- the, P- yeah pacific coast yeah. and I, I was just like i wasn't gonna go at first because my son was in the hospital but mm-hmm. now he's fine so i'm like all right take my middle one mm-hmm. it was cool everyone yeah. seemed really nice you know but I'm sure Fred Hall's a little more intense with uh Oh have people. you been? No, I'm coming this year. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> the good thing is like I said, I, I don't know anyone, so it's fine with me. Yeah, I, yeah. I just go and I hey, what's up? I mean I talked to a couple right. people or the do- dudes I've fished with before mm-hmm. I've talked to. Like the Ben Seacrest or whoever, right. you know. But yeah, it seems that's kind of, I don't know, man, that's, that's a weird thing to go and try to, uh, you know, take a portfolio to get sponsored. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's good and bad. I just yeah. think again, it's, um, it's, it's the world we're living in because everybody wants it now. They want it on a silver platter. Yeah. Look and that me. same thing with media I think Instagram, it's like, you got to put stuff up if you want people to look at your right. Instagram or promote, right. promoting yourself. You're going to have to yeah. keep putting media up, yeah. keep putting something up, which is a positive and a negative. Like you hey, said, Kobe Bryant started when he was, you know, 18 in the, in the end. <laughs> NBA, he was nobody. He uh, he whipped four shots against Utah in a playoff game, and you know what? He just kept at it, you know. Yeah. And you know, next time he played, he just he roped it. So I, I just think that you know, kids, just put your head down and uh, do what you like doing. Do it for the right reasons, and don't do it. And you know, you know, I caught all these fish and this that. I mean, yeah, you catch a good one by all means. I know when I get. Get kids on the boat and they catch a good one. Oh yeah! But regardless, big or small, I'm gonna I'm gonna count them all and I'm gonna take a photo because the smile is everything. Um, but those trophies, you know, again, you know, when we when when all of us talk about trophies, we're talking about seven or better. And you know, when you talk to a lot of the guys, you know, a lot of them haven't caught a ten pound calico. They don't grow on trees. Um, nope. 
even six, sevens, eights. I mean, you hear, I hear that story a lot. Yeah, I've been fishing calicles for a while. What's your biggest? Oh, it's like five pounds. I go, geez, we got some work to do, you know? So <laughs> then it's, just, it's the realization you're in a small bubble of people that have caught trophy fish and, yeah. and not at San Clemente, you know? It's amazing what's just in our backyard, you know, on a, any given day in the summer from from May to uh, September, What what's there to offer? It's got to be at the right place at the right time and uh, put put whatever you know to work. So. Yeah. Have you ever caught something really uh, cool inside the harbor? Uh, Like a, any yellowtail ever inside the oh, harbor? Oh, yeah. I caught a yellow. Yeah. <laughs> One day I, I was I fishing. think I heard a story, but yeah. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're... Um, we're, you know, I have access to the restricted area up in Terminal Island, and we are on an okay bite. God, we caught a lot of halibut in there, uh-huh. fishing spinner baits, and I was throwing the A rig, catching uh, some small spotties, a few sand bass, and then we saw some boils come up, and I cast A rig there, and I just get smoked. Wow! And I thought I thought I'd caught like a uh, uh, hooked a bat ray or something by the wing. I was like, ah, oh, God, <laughs> bat ray! So I started horsing it in, horsing it in, and I saw these bigger boils around, and it was. Later, we figured it was yellows feeding on all the small small bait fish wow, back there. Wow, dude! And because uh, they've been catching them in the in the vort or the uh, I guess they call it the vortex or whatever is on the other side where they catch a lot of halibut. But anyways, so I started bringing this thing. Oh shit, it's a yellow! <laughs> and you know that thing was like over fifteen on the on the hand scale. So oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, caught caught a yellow in there. We caught halibut. We've caught smooth hounds. You know, and yeah. all all uh, artificials. Um, but nothing really too exotic. You know, other than you know, maybe at PV we're fishing bass and we've caught, you know, four pound calico with a 40 pound sea bass on it, yeah. trying to eat the calico wow. on a jerk bait. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. There's been some like, you know, That's a lot awesome. of oops stuff. Yeah. I bet. That's the fun part about fishing. You just ocean. never know yeah. in the ocean. You just never know. Yeah. You know? Let me uh, get to some of these questions. Cause we had yeah. Yeah, go for it. a question. You got it, man. Pull it up. Um, sorry. I have to get it off the app. All right. Let's see. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, this is uh, Andrew from SoCal Fishing on Instagram. Okay. He put, what is your opinion, thoughts on using unconventional baits to make the fish come out and play? Best wacky, crazy bait you have seen used that gets hit. Um, You know, I... I mean, anything from, from Senko, drop shot, I mean, whatever you think you're going to get a bite on and fish it hard, you're going to get a bite on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have, I fish in, you know, I was given bladed baits like 
five years ago from Jackal, and those bladed baits work really, really well. I know they've become pretty popular now. Yeah. Also, and bladed bait, um, the um, the baits I'm talking about are the flat sided ones that are you know you line tie in the middle. Yeah, I know and, exactly. Demiki has a pretty. Demiki has one. them. Yeah. yeah, Jackal has them. There's yeah. a number of companies out there. Uh, Major Craft has them. Uh huh. Also, blades at the end of a. Uh, on the end of a um, what do you call those rattle traps? Uh, I know that when the boys, uh, the boys, I mean Randy, my son, and Justin Reynolds <laughs> yeah. were up at Arroyo, we were putting blades on the end of those things and getting them. They wow. were crushing them, and then we we're I was putting them to use in the bay. That, um, but as far as really weird, I mean, I think the sky's the limit when it comes to fishing. You just got to be open minded to it. Again, too many people are, you know, swim bait, jerk bait, you know, and and and, and again. Whatever you feel is best for you, fish it because you're going to catch them on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but be open minded. If you'd like to explore, go for it, man. Yeah, Just I'm sure you can catch them all kinds of crap. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll catch something. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, okay, this is uh, Fishing with John on Instagram. He says, I have a tournament specific question, or maybe okay. even just fishing with a friend. He had this one, I think, on the Q&A for Eric Benton, the Harbor Creepers Danny. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve when fishing with your partner? Oh. I.e. them casting over you, netting fish wrong, talking too much, doesn't bring coffee. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I've had several different partners. Um, um, I just think a, a guy that's just, I mean, a par- I don't have really a pet peeve other than don't dirty the boat, don't. Don't bounce the fish on the boat, you know, because it hurts the fish and you get blood on the deck, get slime. You don't like bouncing fish. And, I don't uh, like bouncing no. them. You know, I don't. I don't see what the. I don't see what the need is for it. Okay. Um, if you have a net, use a net. But I honestly go down and grab them all the time. I yeah. think a lot of guys that bounce fish, it's come from sport boats. That's really? what they're used to doing. Yeah. Um, rail, I guess. But I'll, I'll grab every single one of them, even yeah. big ones. Yeah. I just. I just think for me, it's it's the 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 it's good for the fish. Number one, number two, um, it just you know my pet peeves. Now I don't I don't have a lot. Um, yeah, I really don't. I really I'm pretty I'm pretty easy going. Yeah, I really am. That's yeah. always good. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this one's from Slade A SoCal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when approaching a kelp line that you have never fished for, how do you read the current? Where do you start your first few casts? Um, that's always a good question is, um, if I see the kelp straight up and down, I'm moving on. Um, unless I see boiling fish, you know, bait, bait coming out of the water, that's a different story, but, uh, I'll, I'll find current. So for example, I'm looking at my watch today. I'm looking at my watch and looking at the tide. Uh, we have an outgoing, outgoing tide right now, which means up at PV, the current is going away from the beach. So if you're looking at Furman right now, it's going away from Furman, especially with the west wind. And I pulled up right now, I'd be throwing a weedless or a surface iron on the very edge of that kelp. And if it was uh, June or July, I'm staying there for a little bit till the current ends. But I'm looking for some kind of current, either uphill or downhill, and uh, bait, mainly bait and birds uh, diving on the bait. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, here's one for you. If you had a choice to fish one rod, reel, and lure uh, for that one big calico bite, what would it be? And that's from uh, rmatro22 on Instagram. <laughs> hey, how's it, Ron? <laughs> I think he already knows that. I mean, I, I would throw surface iron all day. That's your go-to. That's, that's, that's my that's, that's my gig, yeah. What reel, what rod are you using and um, what uh, reel? I'd be using a uh, uh, Shimano Terramar 90 
MH and a Tranks 500 mm-hmm. with 80 pound braid, 50 pound leader on. Um, and what's your iron you like to use? Um, um, Kicker 25L. Okay. And it could either be uh, a mint, you know, enlightenment or um, uh, something brown with, 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 yeah, with orange in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with a black tail. Yeah. I, I'm all about the black tail. You know, like just, that. you know. Okay. Let's see what this one is. This one is from uh, Joe at DTP underscore Joe on Instagram. What is the most overrated saltwater bass technique? And what is the most underrated saltwater bass technique? <laughs> <laughs> overrated by popularity or unpopularity? <laughs> I think we all know that. I, you know, I don't have an opinion on that, to be honest with you, because I think whatever works for you and whatever you want to throw, just do it. You know, I don't I don't have. I know a lot of people are very uh I mean, I use uh two baits um for I mean, they work really good on deep structure. Do you use like a any brand two baits or do you? Mm, I I no, I don't. <laughs> uh right now I'm fishing um um the uh Bastrix. Okay. That one seems to be working really cuz you can stuff a bunch of hot sauce in the tube. I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, and uh they have their bigger profile. So I've had good luck uh Mark from Performance mm-hmm. was to push me to the Gets it. Yeah. Those work pretty good. Gets it's been around for years. Yeah. So yeah. as far as that baits, um I mean again, throw what you what you feel. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm throwing you know, dark sleepers. Um, um, you know, that's Ned another rigs. one of my confidence. Being yeah. dark sleepers. Ned, Ned rigs, <laughs> surface iron, weedless, jerk baits, crank. Ba- I mean, you got to have it all in your boat. You yeah, gotta have it all. Definitely. Okay. Uh, here's another one. This is from. I didn't get a name on this one. Sorry. Okay. They'll know who it is. <laughs> uh, if you had one more day to fish in your life, where would you fish, and for what species? You can bring one person with you, and it has to be a spot you have fished before. If it was biting? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If it was biting, I'd say PV, fishing with my son, Matt. I I think that would be. If it wasn't, and I had a choice, um, just because it's just kind of a cool adventure. But you might get outfished if you go there with me. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) I'll just drink beers while he's fishing. (laughs) Done that before. Um, I mean, El Salto's pretty cool. Okay. El Salto's friggin' incredible. Great. And this is a a good one. This is from uh, Fault Line Fishing. Uh, Here's a question for Ben. If there's one question is, oh, how did you go about starting Coastal Charters and what sparked the idea? Um, at, at the end, after leaving one job I was with for, you know, I was in the restaurant business for 35 years. Um, that was down here. Did you have a the restaurant down here? Yeah, it was down here. Then I went to Oro Grande what to open one. What was the name up. of the restaurant? It was a corporate restaurant. Okay. Uh, real popular. Um, and then I worked private for 10 years. Really? worked in a bar and grill, yeah. Awesome. Which is also popular around the beach area. Um, and then, you know, when I left, I gave myself a year to just figure things out. So at the time, I, I got my um, my license, a six-pack OUPV. Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd do a couple here and there to make, make a few bucks. And then it just kind of exploded. You know, just got, got where it was. And then um, I had some opportunity with boats and motor and then electronics and more gear. Yeah. So things just kind of happened. Um, and uh, the marketing part just kind of spoke for itself. I didn't do a lot of it. 
Um, a lot of it was a lot of return, return guests. Yeah, um, everyone. And it's service. I mean, to me, service is everything. I know there's... Um, you and know, especially from being the restaurant side, you know yeah, that. You know it, it's, kinda... it's huge for me. My, my number one goal was to not not dominate the boat. Even though it's my boat, I don't dominate the bow. I never, in fact, I never fish the bow unless somebody says, Hey, come on up here and fish with me. A lot of times I just stand there and make, <laughs> make a cast here and there. You know, Keep I the really don't. Running. Yeah. You get a big wave or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, plus I don't like standing up on the bow because it hurts my back. After do a while. you, do you usually stand on the bow when you fish or not? Not really. Me? Yeah. No, never. Everybody knows I don't. Oh, wow. Unless I'm like totally intense, like tournament fishing and I'm on something, yeah. then I'll fish up there and fish hard. Yeah. But, Otherwise, I don't. I pretty much cruise when I fish. I yeah. sit, sit behind the wheel, kick back, make a few casts. And yeah. then, um, in fact, I know that a couple of Matt's buddies, you know, Randy and, and, and Matt says, you know, don't fish like you're, you're guiding fish. I go, no, this is this is me. It's just well, over. I'm sure over the years, it's like, how do you not? Because yeah. that's what you're doing, you know, 18 yeah. days, 20 days out of the month. Well, it, well, it's relaxing just to chill. have Because I don't, I, you know, obviously don't drink alcohol here when you have guests. But <laughs> it's nice to get out and fun fish, have yeah. a few beers and hang out. Yeah. You know, with like Matt or some buddies, you know, yeah. and just, just chill. Because that's what we do on our day. We fish on our days off. We don't, we don't like... Um, Go for walks on yeah. a sunny day on the beach. Yeah. You don't fishing. have any other hobbies. You're fishing. No, just fishing yeah. and grandkids. Oh, grandkids. yeah. That's a big yeah. hobby. <laughs> big, big time. Yeah, big Being time. Being grandpa's got to be real hard, I'm sure. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's fun, fun. but it's, fun, it's, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Very taxing. Oh. Here's uh, This one's good. This, this guy is Dave Simmons. He's from Texas. Mm-hmm. He's moving to the South Bay June 1st. Okay. Um, he goes, love the podcast. A recent transplant from the Gulf Coast. Why? Surfing's irons are over long A's, mirror, and other hard wake baits. Let's see. As a transplant from the Gulf, the Y surface. I guess why are surface irons chosen over hard A's, mirror lures, and other bake weight baits are topwater baits? I don't know. It, it's you almost like get what he's saying. Yeah, okay. it's almost like the question is why is why is the Florida and the East more more you know more, they use spinning gear versus casting gear like the West Coast. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it's just baits. Use whatever you think is going to get bit. I get guys that bring some wild stuff. Um, top water, musky. You know what? Bass are going to eat that thing. I'm going to, yeah. you get the right one to eat it. You're going to get a trophy. And you know, but the small ones will eat it too. Yeah. I mean, you can throw, like I said, the guy, uh, Wang who got that 10 pounder caught it on a five inch weedless bait. Yeah. We're, we're just, I was just, I have that bait tied on just for getting bites. Yeah. And he had a 10 pounder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, you throw a surface iron and get a, you know, a five-incher. It, it happens. That is weird, though, the spinning gear thing, like, where people like it on that, like... It, it is, you know, why... I just feel like it's more of a hassle, but I guess if you're used to it, if I can just keep, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I have people that have a tough time when, you know, I'm not just a, a, an artificials-only guy. Uh, I mean, I do fish bait. I mean, I like fishing leadhead and squid. That's like one of my favorite yeah. things to fish, um, especially for my guests because you get a lot of bites, but you yeah. can also hook when there's yellows and sea bass around. It's 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 on definitely. Um, so, but a lot of times when they're fishing that spinning gear, it's hard for them to transition from open bail to closed bail because everybody, if I have to lend you any kind of anything at all, is you know the handle to close the bail wasn't made for that. Yep. <laughs> flip that, flip the bail. It's a lot faster, believe me. Yeah, it really is. When the line starts taking off, flip the bail. Takes a second, you're on. Yeah. Um. So I've um, and I have great spinning gear. I have 
Stratix, I have Sustains, I have Saragosas, I have Tunnises, mm-hmm. I have Stellas for certain people. Because <laughs> not everybody can appreciate the tackle. Yeah. You know, and my, my rods, I company, you know, there's G. Loomis, Terramar, and Therese. So the gear is quality gear for ensuring that people catch fish yeah. and uh, uh, try to stay up on that. And then, you know, the casting is Trinidad's, Talicas, all the uh, the different tranks, um, Corrado's. Um, you know, now I've got DCs, you know, I've got the DC Corrado. So, you know, one thing working for Shimano is that for the last, I don't know how many years I've been field testing every single tranks that's been out except for the 500 I've had my hands on. Really? Uh, I've, I've tested before they release Corrado's, both of them. Yeah. Uh, SLX, which is one of my favorite reels for a hundred dollar reel. Yeah. Uh, I love you. See that one right there. This is my favorite. That's a, that's, a, that's an oldie but goodie. I use that for surf fishing. It's yeah. easy to it's easy to uh, maintain. Right. But, yeah. You, you know, like I can dunk it and then take it home, take it apart, mm-hmm. clean it out. It's working the same. I was going through my storage unit. I found an old card if I used to fish because yeah. that was the only bait caster I really fished a three hundred. You yeah. know, back in the day, you can beat the heck out of and it. I caught my uh, my big calico with that one. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I caught some big ones on that, <laughs> on that 250. Yeah, I love them, yeah. man. I love them. Yeah, it's good, good. Reality. And I don't, I don't, you know what? I like those ones better than the uh, D's. Oh, do you? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe just because mm-hmm. I'm used to it, but. It, it's comfort. Like it's, yeah. you know, I see guys come out with older gear and they're like, yeah, I know it's, I go, hey, as long as you're good with it. It's <laughs> yeah. all, I mean, let's face it. Nobody can drop 350 bucks for, or, or, you know, 300 bucks for a new Tranks 400. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, as long as you're good and you got fresh line and good knots and. And, and you have open mind to just, you know, fish your stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, I get guys, I always ask him, hey, you going to bring your gear? He goes, oh, I'm going to use your stuff. I go, okay, cool. I just, <laughs> I, I got to make sure. I got to know yeah, what people some want. Yeah, dudes may want to bring their stuff to make, say, hey, I caught this on my gear. Or, yeah, know. or they don't use it, but this might be the first time since Christmas yeah, they've ever taken exactly. it out. I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of guys that have great gear. They go, you know, it's just easier to come on your boat and use all your stuff, you know, and, and walk on and walk off. No, you know, definitely. After you know being I mean? a boat owner, it's like, man, I'd love to just say, I don't got to rinse the motor. I don't got to wash the boat I down. got guys that have their own boats. He goes, you know, Ben, it's just easier when I work six <laughs> days, seven days, five days a week, and I've got to go get the boat, hook it up, yeah, dude. put fuel in it, put ice, da 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 and then rig gear, and then... Then I got to figure out where to fish. Yeah. Goes, you just make it easy. I'd rather pay you the money Definitely. and go out fishing. Definitely, it's just easier yeah. to walk on and walk <laughs> off. You know, it's just, it really is. It's a convenience factor is what, you know, services us, us guys out here offer. So, and, you know, there's some, some good guys out here, you know, Jerry Mayhew, Justin Reynolds, yeah. Jimmy Decker, Vaughn. Um, and then, you know, the guys from up north, they all run really good operations and we get it. We understand, uh, you know, you want to get out here and touch and feel what we do every day. And uh, believe me, we all don't take it take it for granted. We know, yeah, we know it's a specialized deal that we do, and and only we can we can do it because we have the vehicles and we have yep. we have the knowledge to get you there. So definitely, it's hard to learn on your own because this didn't come overnight. <laughs> no, I, I mean I know the learning curve, man, has been a. But every a fun guy one. has their own way of doing things, yeah. so it's just like any personality. We like we like doing things a little different. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, let's talk about something really cool is uh, mm-hmm. having your son grow up and, you know, turn into a pretty big part of the industry. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, from the first time we had, you know, the skiff and taking him out and running to Catalina um, in some really horrible weather conditions <laughs> yeah, coming home. that's what I'm home. scared of. Like, <laughs> and don't tell your mom. <laughs> yeah. go, Put this towel over your head and I'll tell you when to lift it. 
<laughs> I remember the first I don't know, I think Matt was maybe seven coming back from Cat. Oh, Summertime man. it was nasty. Really? That afternoon west wind blowing like fifteen <laughs> to eighteen, just nasty. And it probably took us about an hour and a half, two hours, two hours to get home. That's wow. how bad it was. And I go, just don't tell your mom, okay? He goes, oh, okay. He goes, it was a little wet, wasn't it? He goes, yeah, that towel didn't help. <laughs> the towel was dead. So, I mean, ever, ever since then, and then just sharing a lot of, you know, moments fishing together from, you know, Clemente on January 1st to, you know, as recently as doing the uh, Lorena thing with the AFCO kicker guys, you yeah. know. Um, I didn't get to express it too much about, you know, that experience. But whenever you get to do stuff really, really cool with, with you know, your kids of that course, you love man, to do, dude. it's it's pretty special, you know, and to share it with all those guys is pretty special. I'm um, sure you've seen all these dudes grow up because they're all buddies too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's just funny to watch. You know, even watching the guys that used to run as deckhands and pinheads on, on the sport boats now running boats, Yeah, you know, um you know, I mean, just watching guys grow up in the industry. It's cool. And, uh, but to watch Matt go from, you know, where he was, I mean, from, from refereeing his, his freaking <laughs> basketball games. <laughs> hey, Mr. Florentino, you know how to ref? Yeah. I mean, I'm in my dress clothes and I'm running up and down the court shirt, hanging out, yeah. sweating, you know, yeah. in dress clothes. And, uh, to, you know, when he was in second grade or whatever it is to, to now able to hang out with him at, Af- you know, yeah. in AFCO at, uh, ICAST. Um, you know, last year was pretty special for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not too emotional and I don't show a lot and I don't express it, but, <laughs> but I was really, really stoked for him when he came back to the room. I was just hanging out. It was pretty beat after a long day. I bet. And, um, he come in holding the two trophies for AFCO, yeah, you know, for that. them winning, you know, for the, uh, a hydronaut for, you know, best outerwear. And then the other one for, uh, the clothing, you know, and, and holding them in as stoked as he was for, for that in a in in the industry um was was pretty gratifying knowing that you know it's pretty big account accomplishment since he's on the marketing side yeah definitely you know, when man. he was hired at afco there was he was it yeah. he was their marketing guy he was basically there you know now there's about five or six people working with him in that and to see the growth of afco it's it's pretty neat and you know um to be a part of that, you know, he, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, actually a, a pro, a pro for AFCO. So it, it's really nice. It's cool, yeah. To be yeah, able to it really is. Him. And you also, can yell at him and tell him when he, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll tell him, Hey, oh, that damn things soaking wet. But, um, but it's pretty, pretty nice to be there and just hang out in the booth. And, you know, before it used to be, you know, Oh, you're, 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 you're Ben's dad, you're Ben's son, Matt. Hey, nice to meet you. Now, when I was at there, when I was at uh, ICAST last year, it goes, "Oh hi, how you doing? I'm Ben Florent, you know Ben Florentine. Oh, you're Matt's dad. Oh, okay, cool. How cool is that? Um, so yeah. it's it, you know what I mean? He's it's establishing like, his own his own uh, path. Yeah, and, you know yeah. he he's always wanted it that way. That's why he never, you know, I never forced it upon him in the early days. Like, yeah, you know, you got to be part of Shimano. I never did that. I go, my stuff's here. In fact, in the early days, it's like. Wow, I swear I had two of those. When that thing goes, oh, he's going to call. Oh, yeah, I borrowed that. You know, it's at my apartment. I'll get it back to you. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Just let me know. So yeah, I didn't know when he would I take it. I go out here to come here and I'm like, man, I have yeah. all kinds of good stuff missing. Right. But to separate himself with his own his own uh, brand as, as far as his name and doing what he does, you know, with Abu Garcia and Berkeley and doing that thing. And, yeah. And, you know, just separate from me and him, which is good. Um that's what it's, you want is him to carve his own way, and that's yeah, that's he's, amazing. He's done a great job, you know, doing what he's he's done in the industry, and as 
has that respect. And I see it, you know, especially meeting some of the people out there, you know, that are big wheels in the, in the industry. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the, the biggest one is hearing, you know, um, a guy like Bill shed, you know, owner of the company come up to you and goes, Hey, you know, man, we're so happy the way Matt's, you know, working and doing this. There's so it's, nothing that feels better than that, yeah, man, dude. Yeah, Someone, it's like, you know, it's like when your teacher, when, when you, when your son's teacher tells you, Oh, your son's doing a great job in school. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, that's, that's good. We're doing you something. You know what's right. funny? Yeah. Is, uh, you know, Seth from Fisherman's Access, you mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. His dad teaches my son at Sunny Hills. Oh, is that right? And I get the opposite. His dad goes, um, your son had his phone out in class and I had to take it. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Like, it's the good and bad, right? His dad's it's a good super bad. cool, nice oh. guy, but mm-hmm. like you know, it's a teenager. Sure, and it's funny because I'll go fishing with Seth, and then he'll be, um, he'll be like, "Yeah, how's your kid doing?" I'm like, "Oh, your dad yelled at him the other day." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they live and learn. Yeah, they live and it's learn. Definitely, but I mean, Matt. Yeah, Matt's such a nice guy. He's one of the first guys we yeah. really appreciated him coming on because mm-hmm. no one uh, knew about us, and he's like, "All right, cool." And I'm like, oh, awesome. Right. You know, like, I, you don't even know who I am. And he was, like, totally down. Yeah. You know? So, like yeah. I said, anglers, we love to talk about fishing. Yeah. We love to talk to people about it. And, you know, I've always been, personally, I've always shared, you know, but some of my partners go, you know, you told everybody where it goes. Well, I mean, they still got to catch them, you know, especially with tournaments. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying on that for you sure. Know, but at the That's same another time, social media yeah, deal. Yeah. But at the same time, it's always good to share. Yeah. You know, I, I've got. You know, that place is sacred. You know, you hear this from like a kid that's maybe 15 going, <laughs> sacred. I was fishing there before you even a guppy in your, your dad's, you know, stream, man. It's, it's, it's common knowledge, you know, like the yeah. chowder barge. I didn't know about it actually till a couple of years ago. Matt told me about it. I go, yeah. I never knew it was a chowder barge, but I know that there's spotties back here. Yeah. You know? I mean, I didn't like fishing back there because all the crap. <laughs> Because <laughs> that river starts running, like right now, there's some stuff. Dude. Um, but yeah, when you hear all that, it goes, why did you? Why didn't you black out the picture of you know over by by the Gerald Desmond Bridge? Like, everybody fishes there. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's yeah. How'd you get back in the resident? Res- I go, well, it's you know, I have a contact. Yeah. <laughs> I know someone. Yeah, <laughs> we sneak back there all the time. Well, more power to you. At least you know that you see they bite there, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and, and it's hard. Uh, um, with uh, the kids too, I mean, it's all social media. There's a whole debate of blacking your pictures out. Yeah. It's like, and it is what it is, you know. Yeah. And you have a business, so it makes it. It's a different, a different uh, aspect of it because you. This is how you make your living, man. Yeah. Now, you there's know? some stuff that I I don't talk about. Yeah, like when we're on that sea bass bite in December, where we caught three over fifty. Uh, you know, on Leadhead and Squid, I, I was on that stuff for four days, and I wasn't saying anything to That's anybody. That's what uh, Chris Oak was on the previous one, mm-hmm. and they talk about when they get a sea bass bite and they're getting sea bass. They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't tell anyone. I we mean, don't put those pictures out for weeks after I posted it, and I was getting DMs and texts and this that. I was like, geez, see. <laughs> Yellowtail and sea bass, it brings the worst out of everybody. Um, so I mean, I like to share, but sometimes when you work hard for for you know certain areas you know you don't obviously like really good friends hey yeah it's stuff yeah share. of course you're gonna share with yeah. your buddies you know what i'm saying but at the same time it's you know when it when it becomes like that you know sometimes that stuff up in pv when that sea bass bites up there man brings the worst out of people <laughs> i'm sure you've experienced uh how about this have you ever ran in issues with uh commercial or, uh, charter boats you know like where you got the party boats yeah. they're usually cool I I know most of them. That's good. Um, I seen you when I I went on the pursuit in July, mm-hmm. and I saw you fishing 
Right there, throwing eight rings. <laughs> oh, and there were we whacking them that day? You probably were. We weren't catching shit, so. <laughs> oh, I, I think Gary, uh, John's John's uh, son, was on the boat, and he texted me. He goes, "Hey, you getting them in there?" And that was the day uh, I had John and his his son on on the boat. We whacked the yellows in there, yeah. really good, really good. Yeah, it was a day because that that week in July, I was like everyone was catching them, yeah. and I'm like, all right, look at the numbers. And I told my cousin. Uh, so we we go on that day and there's nothing but Benito we caught. Yeah, I was like, damn it, still haven't yeah. caught the yellow. It was a time and place, you know. It was a time and place. Yeah. I think. But you um, never had any issues with with uh, people getting I, upset. I, I I don't. You know, I get. I mean, you try not to. I try to leave it alone. If people come in and try to poach you, you just you just drive away. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just take the high. I honestly take the high road. It's just not worth it. Yeah, and you know, sport boat guys, I really am respectful. I mean. Yeah, we're all working, but they may not know. I mean, there was there's guys that didn't know that I had a new boat this year. Oh, there you go. And, and they're running on top of me. He goes, oh, I didn't know that was you. I got a new boat. He goes, oh, okay. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's all good, man. Just keep throwing chum. That's yeah. all. Um, but they're they're pretty good. You know, I've been I've been fortunate to take a lot of the sport boat guys out fishing over the last hey, year. Yeah. So, um, you know, any of the sport boat guys that want to come fish with me, I give them a, a really good rate. That's great. Just because, you know, I get it, your industry people, anybody in the industry, I give a really good yeah, rate for. Definitely. Just because, you know, we got to share. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to help them out the best I can um, fishing because, yeah. again, it's different than that sport boat stuff, you know. Exactly. Uh, a lot of them like to fish bass. Yeah. So I try to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've had a long one, a great one. I oh, really? really? Appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, we're at an hour and 15 minutes, which oh, is cool. pretty long. But let's talk about. Uh, you know your sponsors, who you're sponsored by. You know who helps you out. Yeah, I mean, all the way from from the bottom, from uh, you know all, my support group. You know, I have to thank my family, obviously, but you know, Olukai Footwear, uh, Maui Gym Eyewear, um, Afco Shimano, uh, Ranger Boats, Mercury Lawrence. Um, I'm not really tied to any Jackal Lures. Um, and just, you know, the, all the anglers out there that, that really come out and, and fish with me this past year, I've been really, really, truly blessed to have some really good people come out fishing with me. And obviously my friends that shared information with me over the, over the past years, it's, I, I'm really, really, truly grateful. And, Great. um, and I'm, and also thank you guys for allowing me to, <laughs> to come on and talk fishing. You know, this Anytime, is good stuff. Man. I really like enjoy I what you guys everyone, do. If they ever want to come back, you got something you want to talk about? I mean... We're uh, always open, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'd like to take you guys fishing one day. Oh, we love it. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, if you ever want to go on a really cool charter, too, wherever can they uh, see you at. Yeah, they, they can go to, uh, on Instagram, coastal underscore charters or fishcoastalcharters.com or 310-779-0397. I'm open to texts, phone calls, and uh, go out there and catch a few good ones. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.